It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. It's time for a chat with one of our favourites on the overnight crowd. Jasper Chalipa from the Inner Sanctum joins us. G'day, Jasper. Peter, it feels like it's been a long time in between drinks here. I think we've had uh, more than our usual seven days, uh, but there's been so much going on in the in the sporting world right now. There's so much to keep up with, mate, isn't there? Thanks for the time once again. Uh, it's that wonderful time of year where the Australian Open just fills the day with on-court action the way it should be after the distractions we had before the tournament started. Yeah, it's been so good to, to watch. I got along yesterday, fortunately, and I was able to, to catch Nick Kyrgios in action at, at John Kane at Kyrgios Arena, um, and he was, you know, he's just absolutely show-stopping how much fun he is to watch uh, live. It's, it's an interesting uh, situation, John Kane, unlike Rod Laver and, and Margaret Court Arena. Um, you can get in with your ground pass, so usually the the crowd's around, you know, the, the line's around the corner trying to get in before um, before he starts. So this year they did an online queue. I think, you know, it was about 6,000 people allowed into the arena, and they had 5,000-plus. Wow. in the online queue. Um, so the, the amount of people trying to get in to watch Kyrgios um, after he's you know, just come back from COVID, uh, had a big layoff over, over his off-season. So uh, he didn't, yeah, he, he, was, he was as good as it gets, basically, as good as Kyrgios gets, serving up about 21 aces in three straight, you know, straight set wins. Um, very, very impressive performance. And the, uh, his crowd completely confusing the commentators as well. Uh, not sure why they're booing him. Uh, do they like him? Do they lo- you know love him? We're not sure. That would complete the confusion. Yeah, I, I kind of I checked Twitter at one point, and everyone was kind of asking why uh, Kyrgios was getting booed uh, by his home fans. It's, it's an interesting situation because I think Andy Murray was getting it as well in the game before. So I think the crowd kind of just. Yeah, had a mind of its own. I think yeah, it was a little bit immature, but they were doing the Ronaldo few uh, like like how he celebrates whenever he scores a goal at the corner flag. The crowd, you know, does it with him. Um, and Kyrgios, I think halfway through one of the sets, kind of realised what was up and and did a little celebration himself. And then after the game, after the match, he did one as well. So he knew what was going on. Unfortunately, the commentators didn't. The the announcer didn't at the ground as well. But um, you know, <laughs> I, I, hopefully it doesn't last the entire tournament because yeah. I, it grew old pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start at the tippy top and uh, the number one Ash Barty dispatches Lucia Bronzetti 6-1-6-1 again through her work in under an hour, continuing on toward that fourth round matchup that we all desire versus Naomi Osaka. Yeah, she is absolutely on fire um, to start this tournament off. She took the week off leading up, which was you know, really a good idea, I, I thought. Um, after winning the Adelaide International um, a week before the Oz Open, usually the contenders are able to fit in another tournament, but um, she decided to take the week off, get acclimatised to the conditions at, at um, Rob Labour Arena, where she'll be playing all of her matches. Uh, and, yeah, she looks fresh and relaxed and ready to go. And, um, yeah, it was pretty easy against Brogzetti today. She's got a really interesting round three matchup against Camilla Georgie. Um, the Italian, that's going to be one to watch because Georgie has been on fire as well. She's only dropped about six or seven games so far in her two matches. 
Um, but you're right. Naomi Osaka and Ash Barty looking very good. The two contenders or you know, the two favourites for the women's side, um, they're going to they're gonna meet in, in the fourth round if all goes according to plan. And that will be, you know, one of the matches of the year already. Alex Vukic, uh, he was the hero of day one for so many with his big win over a seeded opponent. The hopes were the hopes were still sky high today as he was taking on the Moldovian qualifier, Radu Albot. But Radu has blown the doors off Alex in straight sets, 6-4, 7-6, 6-4 in just over two hours, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a disappointing straight sets loss to Radu. But what Vukic was able to do to even make it this far, he came up against Lloyd Harris. That's not a good matchup for him. Lloyd's um, a really big serving South African seeded player, and you see there's about 30 for this tournament. And for Vukic to, you know, he dropped the first one and he came back and won the next three, the last two in tiebreakers. That's a really impressive victory for him, probably the biggest of his career so far. So I expect him to take a lot of comments out of that. He's usually a challenger circuit kind of guy. So if he comes back um, to a challenger circuit with, you know, a seeded victory in a grand slam over five sets, uh, I think, you know, we're going to see the best of Vukic to come because. Uh, that was a really impressive win um, on day one. A disappointing one to finish and, and kind of come out of the tournament after you know losing one that he possibly could have won against Albot. But um, I thought I thought it was an impressive tournament all round from Bukic. One of my tawny faves, uh, Canada's Denis Shapovalov, going the long way around today versus South Korean Soon Woo Kwon. Five sets over four hours, but the 14th seed moves on. He takes on the Bird Poo Man from the States in the next round, Riley Opelka. <laughs> Bird poo man. Oh no, I don't think you would you'd like that one. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Shaf has got a really interesting game, doesn't he? He's a joy to watch, and he's pretty fiery as well. He's, he's a left-hander, so he's got the one one-hand backhand, a bit like Roger. Um, and you know, he's a joy to watch. But Sunwoo Kwon absolutely made him work for it today, and that was a really entertaining contest. Uh, the other five setter on at the same time. I was keeping a big bit of an eye on that was Sebastian Corda. Uh, against Quarantine Motet, uh, the the Frenchman, and that was, you know, just one of those outer courts um, at Melbourne Park, and you know, there's about ten people there when it starts, and by the end of the fifth set, you know, there's 150, 200 people there screaming, don't know who's who, doesn't matter, it's great tennis, and uh, the Frenchman, he was, yeah, he's a bit enigmatic, and he, he was throwing his racket around from the second set onwards. I noticed um, having some words to chair umpire, having some words across the net as well to each other. It was, yeah. It was a pretty fiery matchup, and I, I was really impressed with that one. I thought it was a great match. Yeah, another near on five hour five setter. Um, a tight contest, a quarter advancing. Uh, and luckily for him as well, he uh, lines up a triple barrel named Spaniard in uh, Pablo Carino Buster. Up next, Pablo, for his part, uh, also getting through a five setter versus the Dutchman Talon Griersport. Uh, so setting us up for a beauty. Yeah, and that's going to be an interesting one because it's all going to come down to recovery for. Crano Busta, he's a very fit guy for quarter. You know, he's a 20-year-old, so you'd expect him to be able to yeah. kind of keep going um, along in a grand slam. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see which one recovers the best. But um, that's, yeah, one of those guys progressing to the fourth round would be really good for the, for the Open. Rafael Nadal has bested the man who took out our tennis eye in the, round, in the first round, the German qualifier, Yannick Hampfman. Nadal making short work of his uh, first two rounds so far at the Open. And yeah, if we're talking contenders right now, Nadal is as good as any, right? He's got a, he's got a brilliant draw. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, uh, he looks in really good nick. He, he arrived um, at the Open or at Melbourne Park a few weeks ago and just took some time to kind of get it acclimatised and then also, you know, just got his eye in on the, on the courts 
Um, he really enjoys the fast pace of Melbourne Park. It's not quite the clay that he expects, but uh, he's a he's just a, a guy that really does well from behind the baseline, and that's probably where you know most balls are being hit at Melbourne Park right now in the heat. Um, it's pretty impressive to see what he's been able to do so far, not dropping a set after such a long time out of uh, out of the tennis world. Uh, but if we're talking contenders right now, I, I like Nadal as much as pretty much anyone. Mm. Uh, I agree with you on that one there. Uh, Victoria Azarenka, Paula Badosa both advancing today as well. Uh, Badosa has Marta Kostic up next and Azarenka, a tasty clash with the 15th seed, uh, Alina Svitolina. Real quality matches coming up for the third round as these big names look to go deep in the tournament. Yes, Svitolina um, had a bit of a struggle today. And then eventually her opponent retired. She was up 5-1 in the third, so would have won that one anyway you'd expect. Um, but that's a, that's a great matchup against Victoria Azarenka, uh, who's looked fantastic, you know, kind of winding back the clock a little bit. We know she's got the two grand slams here, um, and she's, she's the type that can go all the way in such an open women's pool with Barty and, and Osaka scheduled to meet in the fourth round. Uh, Azarenka's going to be one to watch. She's got a tough matchup, as I said, against Vitalina, but she can definitely get the job done there. And Paolo Badosa is probably the most informed player on the on the tour, not named Barty right now. She has been <laughs> absolutely fantastic and just kept going, you know, from her lead-up tournaments into the Open. She has, you know, not missed a beat. Well, uh, I don't know if we have a name for uh, Kokonakis and Kyrgios's, uh doubling team uh, team up efforts. Uh, if we yeah, have a, a team name or anything like that, but they got through <laughs> uh, their first round match against some fellow Aussies today, Alex Bolt and James McCabe, uh, in straight sets as well. Yeah, straight sets win. Um, that was a, yeah, four Aussies on the court, so uh, <laughs> that that arena was absolutely packed out today. Uh, they could both go far as well, um, in my opinion, if. Kyrgios doesn't make it through his matchup, which will be, you know, must-watch tomorrow night. Um, if they're both out of the singles and give it their, you know, the required energy for the men's doubles, um, I think, you know, this is, a, this is a team who don't often drop their sets on their serve, uh, and they work pretty well together. The chemistry, you know, it's off-court, but it's also on-court as well whenever they play together. They enjoy the, each other's company, and, you know, they, they work pretty hard because they don't want to disappoint each other, which is, you know, something, something kind of valuable, but... Kyrgios, he's got that round two matchup against Medvedev, who's the favourite now with Djokovic out. Um, so that's going to be a really tough one for him to get through tomorrow night. But you know, the silver lining is if he does lose, then he can focus full attention on the men's doubles. And I think they can you know, go pretty deep. Day four coming tomorrow. Uh, the Aussies in action start with Alex Diminor. A big chance to move forward against the pole, Camel Maturak. Uh, he had a straight sets win in the first round uh, over Italian Andrea Seppi. So he's in a bit of form. It's going to be a tough one for the Demon. Yes, yeah, so he's one of the best athletes on the tour. We know this from the Demon. But the fact that he never takes a point off and, and just wears down his opponents in the heat of the Australian Open, you know, Mazras is going to be a task for him, but he should get the job done there. And then, you know, his quarter is fairly open. So I, I like his chances to make a pretty deep run. I think his best finish is a fourth-round appearance at uh, the Melbourne, um, at the Australian Open. But I reckon he could probably make a quarterfinal or even maybe win a quarterfinal. Um, given you know the draw he has, the form he's in, and, and the conditions right now. And the one that divides the nation, Nick Kyrgios, in what will no doubt be one of the all-time performances, win or loss, uh, he takes on the second seed <laughs> in Daniel Medvedev. Uh, what can we hope for? Well, you can hope for about a $500 ticket resale at <laughs> Rod Laver Arena. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's going to be must-watch tomorrow night. And Medvedev is probably not a good matchup for him. He's you know, <laughs> possibly, outside Djokovic, the best returner on the tour. 
Um, he's six foot seven, six foot eight, and he can just reach anywhere. So you know, Kirios is going to be serving two hundred and twenty kilometers an hour, but Medvedev's going to be standing against the back wall and returning all of them. So maybe we'll see a few underarm services. That's going to be my prediction. I think there'll be a fair few of them, um, and you know, hopefully Kirios can get the job done. I'm not sure if he can get three sets off the big Russian, but uh, it's going to be must watch regardless. Bit of cheek uh, from Kyrgios, perhaps the key there. Uh, Christopher O'Connell, he did the nation proud in his first round win over France's uh, Hugo Gaston. Real tough stuff coming up, though, for him against the 13th seed from Argentina, the great Diego Schwartzman. He awaits Aussie Chris on Thursday. Yeah, the tennis messy has been very good, but <laughs> there, there are some, I saw some issues there. He took a medical timeout in his uh, fourth set. Uh, or maybe it was his third set or fourth set. Um, and it was, a, it was a muscle injury. I think it was his quad, his right quad. So Schwarzman could be under an injury cloud here. Uh, and O'Connell has looked really good. I caught some of his game yesterday and uh, he, was, he was looking really good. He was flying over the court, covering the ground really well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him give, give Schwarzman a really big run for his money. He has a good serve on him. Um, Schwarzman isn't the most reliable server himself. Uh, if I had to pick an upset for tomorrow, I might go O'Connell. All right, we'll uh, back that one in. Sam Stosa going around the going around for the last time in the singles at the Australian Open. Uh, another tuppy, Tuffy coming up with the Russian tenth seed Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. Uh, can Sammy do it? You've done well to pronounce that last name, Heather. Oh, I've got it spelled uh, but, out. You know, <laughs> Stosa's uh, tournament. You know, it's only, it's only been one match so far, but this is the story of the tournament so far for mine. She's coming into her last uh, Australian Open, coming into her last singles matches ever. At, at her home Grand Slam, we know she's won the US Open in 2011, but she's never been able to get too far um, in the Australian Open, especially you know when she was at, when, it, when she was at the peak, she, she could never quite claim this Grand Slam. Um, she's not going to do it, you know, this year obviously. But the fact she's making one more run, she she won in three sets, coming back down a set in her first round matchup. I think she can give Pavlyuchenkova a real run for her money here, and uh, this could also also be an upset. Not sure how many. Uh, kilometers the the legs have left for Sammy, but um, here's hoping she can put on a show tomorrow afternoon. I'm always searching for the West Aussie angle, and the uh, highlight of day two was Madison Inglis winning three versus Layla Fernandez, the 23rd seed. The big opportunity comes knocking versus a qualifier from the USA and Hayley Baptiste. Hayley fresh off a three-set win in round one. She's ranked 165 in the world, very close to Madison's ranking of 133. Looking forward to Madison's uh, efforts coming up tomorrow. Yeah, what an upset against Layla Fernandez. If you, if you don't know, she's obviously the Grand Slam finalist from the last Grand Slam, which was the US Open to end last year. Um, she's only you know, 17, 18 years old or something. So, you know, this, this quality or the, the highs and the lows are probably expected early in her career. But for English to you know, claim the biggest scalp of her career um, against a Grand Slam finalist at the Australian Open, that's pretty awesome. And I caught the end of that match and, you know, she was elated. It was, it was pretty awesome to see. Um, she was aggressive, you know, aggressively hitting the ball and, and she was, you know, kind of getting forward of the baseline pretty often, which was good. Um, but, you know, she's a determined character and but Baptiste is one that she can definitely defeat. She might even go into that one as a slight favourite because she looked fantastic in her first round clash. Um, if she could make a third round, that would, that would just be a fantastic performance from English this year. We'll move on to some AFLW, and there was another cracker of a round over the weekend. The league doing a great job after they had to postpone two matches that were affected by COVID. They then rejigged a new game within the fixture to uh, continue on, but the fun continues this weekend with Pride Round. It's a celebration of diversity and inclusivity within the game and community, so it's a real important weekend on the footy calendar. 
Yeah, and this is what the AFLW has done so well um, in recent years. They have some incredible pride around Guernseys, and you know, the AFLW clubs lead the way in that regard. Uh, I thought the Richmond one, their sash kind of more of a rainbow looked absolutely spectacular. And also your mob, um, Fremantle's one with the rainbow kind of bleeding into the purple, I thought was you know pretty special as well. Those are my two favourites. bit disappointing to see that West Coast won't be wheeling one out this week. Uh, I think they're the only club without one, but you know maybe there's a bit of complication with uh, their Victoria stay and all that kind of stuff um, externally going on um, uh, around the Eagles right now. Yeah, and uh, the Dockers imagery as well, as well as uh, having the photos taken at the Contembo uh, in Fremantle, uh, just made for uh, yeah, fantastic uh, little promo of uh, their efforts for this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's really special, isn't it? And um, you can see, you know, obviously they had to pre-plan and, you know, look at this in a long context that they had to get that shoot done uh, before they jetted off and everything. <laughs> so, you know, well, well done to the Dockers for, you know, planning ahead. Um, and like I said, their Guernsey's, you know, one of the best um, that's going to be wheeled out this, this round. We'll finish off on some uh, US sports in the NBA today. A bit sad, only the two matches on offer, which is a bit of a letdown when you have those days with 12 games on offer. But the Timberwolves, two-point winners over the Knicks. The Warriors bouncing back over the Pistons with uh, Clay's season high today. But yesterday, the Hornets, your boys, with a 10-point win over the Knicks. Feel free to wax lyrical on Miles Bridges' 38-point haul. <laughs> I was about to say, Miles Bridges in the garden. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I found a little stat, actually, after Miles Bridges because I was – Wondering, you know, that's his career high, 38. And I was wondering how many guys the Knicks have let put a career high on them this season. They've let eight players have a career high at uh, against them, but not only against them, at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So, you know, that's obviously leading the league right now through, you know, not even halfway through the season or just maybe just halfway through the season. Um, the Knicks have just been letting, you know, these, these guys just have huge nights in Madison Square Garden. I'll ask Steph Curry uh, about a decade ago. So, you know, we've been, the Horn have been taking care of business um, so far. The second half of the season is actually, you know, pretty favourable for us schedule-wise. We don't go over to the West too much and, um, you know, we have the majority of our games at home, which is something to look forward to. I think the sixth seed is possible for the Hornets. And, you know, we've got a big game on national TV tomorrow against the Celtics at TD Garden. So, you know, we don't get too many of those national games here as a lowly Charlotte Hornets. And Lamelo always seems to show off when we do. So I like our chances. Yeah, the Celtics are a mess. So I'd just uh, book that one down <laughs> as a uh, W right now, I reckon. That's some good analysis there, Hita. Thank you very much. <laughs> and to finish off with, wow, hey, your Niners in the NFL, mate, uh, defeated the Cowboys on the road 23-17. to They progress through to the divisional round where they take on the possibly well-rested Green Bay Packers. How are you feeling? Confident? <laughs> I was about as nervous wreck as you can get <laughs> on Monday morning. Um, as a Don supporter, you know, I haven't had too much success. I haven't seen too many finals in my life. I was too young in 2000 to realise what was happening. Uh, and then obviously the Super Bowl in 2019 for the Niners were probably you know, my second team uh, around the world uh, that I root for. Um, it was, that was, I was an absolute, you know, Nervous wreck then. I was about the same against the Cowboys. The only time I felt safe was when Debo Samuel had the ball. So fortunately, he had it quite a bit and he made a few plays. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how we respond because we've got a few big outs as well. Nick Bosa has a pretty nasty con- concussion. We'll see how he pulls up. One of those ones where the head kind of, neck kind of snaps back. It didn't look good at all. 
Um, Fred Warner has a bad ankle injury. We'll see how he pulls up. So the, the defense may be decimated against it and Rogers, which probably isn't ideal. I think the, the plan has to be to run the ball, keep it out of Rogers' hands, get the football, you know, in our playmakers' hands. And then hopefully if Jimmy G doesn't commit a turnover and we put pressure on Rogers, we can win the game. But that's a lot of stuff to go right. Hey, no, if you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll get a quick tip in the uh, three other games uh, just quickly. Titans v Bengals, that one uh, gets the divisional round underway. Yeah, so how much do you think this week off means for the for the Packers and the Titans? Because going off form, the Bengals are just so informed that I can't help but tip them here. And you know, Burrow and Chase last week showed that they're willing to stand up in the big moments that they're going to. So the Titans one seed, probably not as convincing for mine as the Packers one, and I think I'll go with the Bengals here. All right. Well, it's the uh, Derek Henry factor, I think, in that match. Uh, the Bucks versus the Rams. Uh, the Rams are pretty nice performance as they sort of put uh, the uh, end-of-year performances and they're you know, not exactly uh, distilling us with a lot of confidence to, uh, yeah, have a great win to start off their wildcard round, and uh, they're through to facing the Bucks here. Yeah, I, I've been around the NFL long enough to know that you don't bet against Brady, so... <laughs> The Bucks get this one done, but having said that, the Rams pulled out a really good victory last week. Uh, they had to against uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, and they did. So, you know, they've got the stars to, to cause some noise here, but it's Tom Brady. <laughs> Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, this one could, uh, we could run up 70 or 80 points uh, going on the uh, scoring uh, performances of these two teams last week. Uh, who do you have this week? Yeah, game of the year, the rematch of the AFC um, championship game last year. Don't know if you've seen it, but um, that photo of Stefan Diggs watching the uh, yeah, uh, celebrations from the Chiefs were doing the rounds again today. And, you know, that's one of the great photos. I think there's a fire burning in the Bills here. I'm not quite convinced that Pat Mahomes is at his absolute peak performance right now. Tyreek Hill definitely isn't. Kelsey's been a little bit quiet. I think the Bills get this one done. All right. Lovely stuff, Jasper. Thanks for the time once again, mate. Uh, we'll continue to follow your work at the Inner Sanctum. Always a pleasure, Heater. Enjoy your night, mate. That's Jasper Chalopa from the Inner Sanctum joining us on the Overnight Crowd. He's one of our favourites around here, and he helped us recap day three of the Australian Open as well. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts of the day. We saw Ash Barty progress through, Naomi Osaka as well. Unfortunately, Alex Vukic was uh, gone in straight sets to the Moldovian qualifier and Rodu Abolt. Uh, Rafael Nadal got through, Seb Korda, Victoria Azarenka, Paula Badosa as well, and that's before day four action. We'll see Alex Dimonor. Nick Kyrgios, Christopher O'Connell, Sam Stosa, and of course, Madison Inglis having a crack to uh, progress through to round three for the Australians. So let us know your thoughts on the overnight crowd. 0433-98-1116. We'll be right back on the overnight crowd on SEN just after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.